Stay in an attitude of worship with me, both at home and in the room. Why don't you stay focused on Jesus? But if you would, go ahead and just take your seat just for a moment. The team is going to stay with me during this time because I'm just going to talk with you just for a few moments about the opportunities that are available for you in worship today. You know, for the last few weeks, we have been talking about living a carry-on kind of life. And if you're unfamiliar with the series, we've been talking about the people who know how to live free and travel light in the airport are the people who are never carrying 14 bags. They're always the one with just the carry-on. They have the most essential things with them and they've learned to let go of all the other things that are weighing them down. And for the first three weeks, if you missed the messages, I wanna encourage you to go back and watch. We talked about going to the baggage check and leaving some things there that just need to stay there. We talked about dealing with some of the relational baggage that's in our world right now. And then we really talked about last week about getting over that one bag that you're addicted to. That one thing that you always go back to, but you know does more harm than good. And as I told you last week, beginning today and next week, we're gonna talk about a few things that need to go in the carry-on because you're gonna have to bring some things through life. You're gonna have to carry some things with you. How about we carry the most important things together? And today what I want us to focus on is carrying the spiritual life that God intended us to carry. Next week, I'll tell you some practical things to put in your carry-on. But today, I want you to know that everything you're longing for is spiritual first. See, most of the time, we recognize physical things that we need, and we think the physical thing is going to fill the area on the inside, but it doesn't. Only God's presence fills the inside of our lives. It's only God. Most of the challenges we have in our nation, most of the challenges that we have in our lives are spiritual challenges. So the first thing that needs to go in is a healthy spiritual life. If we're gonna push out all the negativity, we're gonna push out all the lies, we're gonna push out all the addictions, then you've got to fill yourself with the Spirit of God. I'm gonna give you five ways that you can do that in the service today. Five ways that you can do it right now. You can experience God rather than go to a service. The first way you can do it, they're gonna put it on screen for those of you at home and in the room who, who like to see it. You can experience the presence of God in worship. Hey, good job, everybody. You already started. You already, you're already in, 20% in, right? You're already, you're like, I'm already doing some of these things. Why is worship so important? It's because worship resets what you see as big. See, problems keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger the more we look at them. But the more we look at God, all of a sudden God gets bigger and bigger and bigger than the problems. And worship is a realignment of your heart and life to say, no, God, you're God. The problem's not God. Come on, the job's not God. Amen, everybody? Come on, their struggle is not God. God is big enough to touch those areas. In John chapter four, here's what Jesus said. He said, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father is seeking. Did you know that God is looking for you? He's seeking worshipers because God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in the truth. That's why we teach you God's word, so truth, but in spirit is your heart being poured out, going after God. Today, you can experience more of God as we return to worship in just a few moments. Secondly, you can experience the cleansing work of water baptism. 
I don't know if you noticed the tank that's here in the front. Each service we've had someone who's already said, hey, I wanna be water baptized. And so we made preparation to celebrate their public decision of water baptism. But I want you to know the reason why we do it. Here's why Mark chapter 16 and 16 says, anyone who believes and is baptized, come on, read the next three words, will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Wow, what a powerful verse from Jesus. Your water baptism is your public profession of the private decision you made with God. And I'm all for privacy. How about you? I'm all for a little social distancing. Come on, we're doing it in the room right now. I'm all for making private decisions, but the Bible's clear. At some point, you gotta go public. At some point, you gotta go public. Can you imagine me and asking Amber, my wife now, for 17 years, can you imagine me asking her to marry me, but saying, listen, I don't wanna tell anybody that we're married. Can you imagine that I went around and said, hey, listen, I'm gonna get married, but I'm not gonna wear a ring. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna act as though we're not, but I just want you to know we are. See, baptism is like the wedding band of Christianity. It's your public profession that, hey, hey, you and God are together in this. I'm not hiding it, I'm all out. Here's what it accomplishes, 1 Peter 3.21 says, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from your body, but as an appeal to God for a good and clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you go on the water, we're not worried about the physical dirt. We're washing away the guilty conscience and you're going public saying, I have accepted Jesus Christ. I am all in with him. And today, if you say, well, pastor, I'd love to do that, but I didn't come ready. We've got everything you need. We've got shorts and shirts. We've got undergarments. We've got every, we got a little bag to put all your stuff in. You can come in dry and leave wet today, all right? If you'd like to do it, today can be your day. Come on, if you want to clap for him, encourage him. It can be your day. You know, I was in worship and I thought, you know, I've met a number of people this weekend, every weekend right now, we're meeting new people who are finally venturing out, who maybe found our church online in this season of social distancing and now are venturing out to come for the first time. Listen, you don't have to be here 17 times to get in there and say, I'm real. I'm going all for Jesus. Today's your first day. Feel free. Go to the table during these next few songs and say, sign me up. And as we sing, you go get changed and come back and do it together. Number three, you can experience, here's the next, you can experience the power of praying together. Some of you have never walked up to somebody and said, hey, would you pray for me? Would you join with me in praying for my family? I've got a health issue. My my family has a health issue. We got something we're dealing through. The Bible tells us that one of the basic teachings, Hebrews chapter 6, says one of the basic teachings about Christ is laying on of hands. Again, I know we're trying not to touch so much, but there's power when someone lays their hands on you and joins in faith with you. Romans chapter one says it this way. I long to see you, Paul said, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. You're feeling weak today. Maybe you need to go get prayer during these songs. He said, I long to see you to make you strong. That is that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. There's something that happens. There's a transference of faith that is explosive. The Old Testament said that one person might be able to defeat a thousand, but two could defeat 10,000. Why is that? There's a multiplied effect when we join our faith together. Here's what Jesus said, Matthew 18 and 19. He says, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask my Father in heaven, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Would you read that last time? Come on. My Father in heaven will do it for you. One more time. My Father in heaven will do it for you. If you agree, 
And I'm gonna give you some time, some time just to go and agree. Got two more and then we're gonna receive communion together. Here's the fourth way. You can experience the joy of giving to God. Many of you have gotten into this mindset that giving financially is a business transaction with an organization. Can I tell you, it's none of the above. It is an expression of your worship and saying, God, money is not my God, you are. I don't serve these things. These are, these are gifts you've given me to impact the world. And during this time of worship, you can drop something physically, you can do it online, you can text to give, but I wanna encourage you to consider giving, whether small or great, in the area of your greatest challenge, maybe the area that you need to step out in faith in. Acts chapter 20 and 35 says, you, you'll not likely go wrong if you keep remembering that our master said, come on, read it with me. You're far happier giving than getting. You're far happier giving of yourself than getting. And here's the last as we prepare ways that you can experience God today. You can experience the cross, not only by going to the cross, but also by remembering the cross through communion. Two ways that you can do that. You can physically go to the cross and write down something you need to leave there. Can I tell you, you may say, what is that going to do? It is you saying, this is the day that I'm leaving that sin that failure, that struggle at the cross. As you look at the cross, you see lots of paper on there. Lots of people have gone by and written down a particular area and they've pinned it to the cross and say, you know what, today's the day that I'm no longer going to live according to that. Today's the day that I'm gonna live according to the forgiving power of Jesus Christ. You know that at the cross, God achieved for us salvation. Think about it. At the cross, He achieved for us salvation. Today, if you feel like you're far from God and you're unsure of your relationship to Him, the Bible says you're just one prayer of faith away from getting close to Him. All around this room, as we prepare to return our hearts to worship, would you stand again with me? The worship team's gonna lead us in that chorus once more. Christ is enough. And I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna lead you through communion together. Let's sing together all of our hearts. Christ is enough. right back into the kitchen, grab some crackers or bread or juice, water, a few things that would just represent the elements. Remember that the elements aren't holy, your faith. Doing this in remembrance is what makes it holy. So take a moment, slip out right now. If you're in the room, if you look right under your seat, there's a little cup. It's a little two-in-one. Rather than passing out or coming in person, these little two-in-ones have both the bread 
and the juice for you to receive communion. Just hold on just a moment. I'll to walk you through everything to do there. Before we go much further, the Bible says before you should receive communion, you should make sure that your heart is right with God. And if there's anything that maybe you're carrying that you have not brought to God as a Christian, now is your opportunity to say, God, oh, oh God, I remember, forgive me. But I also want you to know if you're online or right here in the room and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus, you're one prayer away right now from giving your life to Him and accepting His payment for your sins. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and repent, turn to Jesus, you can be saved. So right now, every head bowed, every eye closed, come on in this room and at home. If you're far from God, would you whisper this prayer? Say these words, Lord Jesus, I'm giving you my life. And I'm asking you to be my Lord and my Savior. God, would you forgive me for my sin? Would you forgive me for trying to live this life on my own? And God, would you give me the power to follow you all the days of my life? In Jesus' name. Come on, focus on Him just a moment. Grab your communion elements. You'll notice there's a little cellophane cover. Just pull it back about halfway. Slide the bread out if you would. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Today we remember that Jesus placed Himself willingly on the cross. He bore 39 stripes and a crown of thorns. He bore an incredible beating in His body so that you and I could find healing today. Some 2,000 years later, we remember the sacrifice He made so that you and I could be whole, spirit, soul, and body. So as we receive the bread, I want you to receive healing in your life in Jesus' name. Grab the second part of that cellophane and just pull it back about halfway to reveal the juice that's there. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. And today we remember that on the cross, not only did he place his body there, but his blood was poured out for you and I. He did it to redeem us. The word redemption simply means to buy someone back or to pay the penalty for someone else. And instead of you and I having to pay the penalty for our sins, which are many just counting mine, instead of having to pay the penalty myself, Jesus willingly went to the cross. If you remember when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed the prayer, God, if this cup could pass, let it pass. But if not, not my will, but your will be done. Today, we remember that the blood of Jesus forgives your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. It's the blood of Jesus that covers our lives. And as 1 Corinthians 11 says, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this when you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. God, we remember 
your precious blood today and we receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Take the cup. If you would, just place the cup right back under your seat. We'll take care of those things later. Nothing for you to be concerned about. We're going to turn our attention now back to a time of worship. Instead of a lengthy message of studying God's Word, I just told you five ways you can continue to experience God. If you'd like to get ready for baptism, walk over to the table, get the things you need, get changed. And at the close of our service in just a little bit, we will celebrate your public profession of faith. If you like personal prayer, some of our team will be spread out along the curtains here and along the sides. They'll have masks on. They'll be prepared to take care of you and join their faith with yours. If you would like to go to the cross, just walk over during one of these songs, leave something there. Today is your opportunity And you may say, well, pastor, I want to do all of them. You can. You can. Just do the best you can to be efficient in the next two or three songs that we've got to move about the room. And some of you, you may say, pastor, it's been a long week. I'm so tired and I just need to experience God. You know what? It's okay. Just sit down, kneel down, find a moment, but give your full attention to Jesus. Let's pray together. And then we're going to begin to worship. Heavenly Father, as we have received communion as an expression of our faith, And God, as we have given our attention to you today in these next few songs, I pray that your your spirit would be so real, that your presence would be so real, that we would experience you in a real and exciting way. God, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you. God, we turn our attention towards you. We want to worship you. We want to give you praise that only you deserve. Come on, let's worship him. Move out of your seat whenever you're ready. Honor him with all your heart.